0: Shut up and sit down. Ben's Hockey Podcast. We talk Penn's Hockey once a week with our Penguins beat writer at Trib Live, Seth Roribum. After a very difficult defeat for the Penguins against the Edmonton Oilers. On Thursday night at PPG Paints Arena, seven to two. Seth joins us right now to recap that. Seth, I thought it was very sporting of the Oilers to not go for the two point conversion at the end of the
1: game. <laughs> I mean, I thought the uh, Edmonton Elks were beating up on the Steelers there. So, um, <laughs> I mean, they, they the Penguins have no shortage of just ugly, you know, soul crushing losses this season. Um, that might've just been the worst, uh, of all of them. I mean, yeah, they, they've had some real ugly games for one reason or another, but they, they just look so feeble against the Edmonton Oilers who, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're absolutely a dynamic team, but they are a flawed team. I mean, you know, they, they, um, you know, they are a beatable team, but at no point in that contest did the Penguins look like they were, uh, in control of anything there um, you know even if they did have you know the first goal 65 seconds into the uh, into the regulation um the penguins just did not look like uh, a competitive entity uh, in that contest at all
0: especially coming off of losing to the devils and the islanders twice good teams in their own division potential playoff teams in their own conference It underscored that even if the Penguins do qualify for the postseason as a wild card, it looks like they've got very little shot against what would be two elite teams in the Hurricanes and Bruins.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they do kind of pull things up here and, you know, get into the playoffs and, um, you know, uh, get that X next to their name in the standings, I I just don't know what the ultimate reward would be. Um, uh, If you did play the Bruins or you did play the Hurricanes, you know, avoiding a sweep, I think, would be the. uh, um, a success for them. Uh, the Penguins, uh, um, they just don't look like a team that's, um, you know, capable of, I mean, right, right now, I mean, it looks like just making the playoffs would be a, a heck of a challenge for them, and, um, doing anything of any note, uh, in the, in the first round, let alone all four rounds, uh, um, just doesn't, you know, doesn't look like it's a worthwhile endeavor for this team at the moment. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, um, yeah, they, they just don't look like a team that's anywhere close uh, to, to being a Stanley Cup contender, which is the off-state goal uh, for this franchise and has been for 15, 16, 17 years.
0: Obviously, one of the storylines coming out of that loss to the Oilers was how the crowd responded chanting Fire Hextall at PPG Paints Arena. I know this, Seth, that oftentimes... Penguins fans are very good at picking convenient scapegoats, like guys who come from other teams and haven't been reared in the Penguin system for years. Like, it was very easy to go after Mike Johnston or Jack Johnson or Derek Brassard or, you know, fill-in-the-blank acquired player that didn't pan out. Um, and very rarely are fans comfortable going after the guys they know, love, and have rooted for. Um, but even Crosby and Malkin uh, heard it a little bit from the crowd Thursday night, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was individually, you know, dicta- or directed at those players. Um, you know, Sidney Crosby addressed it, you know, um, you know, after the game, saying, uh, hey, you know, they pay their money for their tickets, they can do what they want. Uh, you know, no one likes to see, uh, you know, what, what happened in that game, so... Um, I, they, they certainly weren't oblivious to it. Um, I mean, I, I, think it was, it was certainly a little bit jarring. I mean, to, to hear them, you know, outright, uh, you know, say fire Ron Hextall, fire Ron Hextall or, or however the chant went. Um, and, and Hey, you know, Ron Hextall hasn't uh, exactly, you know, done a bang up job here with this roster this season. So, um, but, but yeah i mean it was a little bit jarring to hear to hear that uh is you know fairly um it was what fairly late in the, i guess into the second period you know well before the game was even over yeah when it was uh, 6-1 for, yeah for 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 that to happen so um yeah i mean it it was an ugly scene all around i mean yeah you've you've seen the penguins get booed uh you know in terms of you know maybe you know they're having a bad game here or there over the years but um it it was just uh it was a scene I haven't seen in quite a while uh you know with this team and um, um, it, oddly enough I mean if you <laughs> I looked up the clip last night um when uh, Ron Hexall was a member of the Philadelphia Flyers in Game Five of the 1989 Patrick Division Final uh, it was you know when he chased Robbie Brown that infamous in this moment um, he had to go back into the game because you know the backup for Philadelphia Ken Raggett, uh got tossed out of the game and. Uh, the Penguins fans were chanting, we want Hextall, we want Hextall. So um, <laughs> 34 years later here or so, it's, it was a much different chant uh, directed at Ron Hextall by Penguins fans.
0: Again, Seth Rorba with us, our Penguins beat writer at Trib Live. Seth, when Mike Sullivan said, our roster is our roster, did he know how telling that quote was? <sighs>
1: hey um, well the, the the question was directed at him like you know why do you, why are you keeping you know the same lineup as pat here and um you know uh, he basically just kind of you know laid it out there that you know, he doesn't have much flexibility with uh what he can do here i mean you know really the only lineup change he could he could make at the moment just you know given some of their injuries here and uh there's limited salary cap spaces to swap in dan heinen who hey you know, you can make the argument he's maybe a better option right now than you know say brock mcginn or you know uh casperi kaepernick but um really i i don't know that there's many you know far-reaching uh you know uh, raw, uh, lineup decisions mike sullivan can make here right now that would have you know, uh, you know, sufficient, uh, ramifications in terms of pulling his team up, uh, you know, pulling the nose up here. So, um, even something minor like saying, you know, bringing up, I don't know about Terry Pustin or Philip Holland or whoever, um, it, they're limited right now in terms of their salary cap space. And it's not going to get any easier. Um, you know, at some point here, I mean, you know, when Ron, Ruta Ruda, uh, is healthy enough. And heck, frankly, I, I think the only reason Jan Root is not in the line right now is because they just they have to keep them in LTIR, LTIR in order to um, you know stay within the salary cap right now. So um, yeah, the the, the quote's going to look bad. It's going to get uh, you know kind of you know rendered and stretched in, the, in a way that we're, oh Mike Sullivan's saying you know the, you know Ron Hextall needs to make a move here, but um, you, and, and that's not you know that, that's that's not to say that's not uh, you know valid, but. Um, the way the question was, I guess, phrased to Mike Sullivan was, I, I think he was just responding to, um, uh, to, to why he hasn't made maybe more moves, uh, with what he has available to him. Cause frankly, he just doesn't have much available to him at the moment.
0: I'm at the point looking at how they're playing right now. And, you know, for those who say they should sell, there's often a responsible, how can you do that? I mean, who else are they going to play? Granted, they're going to have to call up guys from the minors to do that if they were to sell off players for picks or for even less comp, lesser players that make lesser compensation against the cap. But honestly, Seth, the guys that they'd be getting rid of to shed salary, whether that's Kasperi Kapanen, whether that's Brock McGinn, whether that's Jeff Carter, I mean, any anybody you want to talk about? Those guys are the problem now, anyway, with the ice time they're getting, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, those guys you're you're mentioning here, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a bull market for any of those guys. Oh no, so. there
0: isn't. There isn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, the guys you would most likely, you know, if if you were going to go to Selma, I mean, you're going to be talking about getting you know rid of Jason Zucker, who's you know still a viable uh, contributor right now. Um, yeah, you know, Brian Dumlin even if he had a, a rough game last night, uh, you know that's a guy you might be able to get rid of. So, um, no, I mean, you know, Jeff and, you know, guys like Jeff Carter, I think he, he has no trade clause. So, I mean, you'd have to get his approval. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, ramifications there, I guess, in terms of, uh, you know, trying to move some of these, you know, lesser, uh, portions of the roster. Um, um, i i think the only benefit you would you would really see maybe in the short term is that you, you'd be, you'd open up spaces for guys like pustin or holland or whoever to get some nhl playing time and further their development here um so um and, and obviously hey i mean you, you presumably get some kind of future asset back uh you know mid-round draft pick or whatever but um Yeah, I mean, for them to be a seller, I mean, you're still going to be stuck with some of these guys that, uh, frankly, are just millstones uh, for this team right now and dragging them down. So, um, no, if they go into sell mode here, it's going to be the guys that actually are contributing a little bit here and, you know, helping pull the rope in the right direction. And, um, you know, know, sadly, they'd probably most likely still be stuck with some of these guys here who just uh, aren't contributing much.
0: Finally, Seth, I realize the Caps are kind of sinking with the Penguins right now. They're selling some guys off. They've lost six in a row. Um, But you look at the other teams in the East, once the Islanders get some guys healthy, uh, the the improvement of the Red Wings, it seems like the Panthers might be finding themselves a bit. Um, Do you see any of these other teams fading like Washington so that the Penguins, even though they're not good right now, can leapfrog back into a playoff spot?
1: Um, I, I'm not sold on Detroit just yet. I mean, they had to piece together a five game winning streak to kind of get into this position here. So I, I just don't know that they're going to be able to sustain that, but Hey, full marks for them for kind of pull, uh, pulling things together there and, uh, you know, moving up in the standings here. Um, you know, Buffalo, I wouldn't rule out yet. Uh, I still see a lot of flaws with that team. Um, uh, not that, that when you're you know fighting to be the eighth, you know, and final wild card seed, uh, uh, that that you're ever a uh, you know a fully you know perfect roster or anything like that, but um and, and hey the Islanders as you mentioned that's maybe the one team's particularly with I you mean know, we've seen what Bo Horvat's been able to do here against the Penguins, um, with him kind of you know getting maybe a little bit more familiar with his surroundings and stuff like that. I mean and some of their other guys getting healthy. I mean that just makes them a a, a much more complete team there. So. Um, and obviously, you know Washington. Uh, I, I think they've kind of made a decision on where their season's going here. After they, you know, Delaware, Dmitry Orloff and Garnet Hathaway, um, you know, they, they certainly seem to be punting on their season here at this point. So, um, no, I mean, you know, I, you know, a week ago I would have told you, oh, hey, the Penguins, you know, probably aren't going to have a difficult time competing with some of these other teams that are chasing them in the um, in the wild card seasons. but. Um, you know, a, a week later now here. I mean, some of these teams are having some things kind of go right for them here. So, um, no, I mean, the Penguins are training in the wrong direction while these other teams are training probably in the, in the direction that they need to go. And um, uh, it, it really, you know, puts a lot of things into question here with, you know, basically a week left before the trade deadline.
0: Do you think a team field trip to see cocaine bear would solve everything?
1: <laughs> it would certainly be a team building activity. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. They've had. I mean, they used to go do things like uh, go to you know, West Point and things like that. So you know, maybe a, a trip down to the waterfront there to, to see the uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh premiere of Cocaine Bear would, uh, um, you know, you know, you know, build some bridges between teammates.
0: As they say, Seth, get in line. Okay, appreciate it, man. Thanks a bunch.
1: Anytime, Tim. All
0: right, Seth Roarbaugh with us. Our beat writer who covers the Pens here at Trib Live.